Can you explain to folks just a little bit about your ministry, your background, how doorpost songs became a thing? Well, something that's always been close to our hearts has been helping kids and families make God's word a part of their lives. And the very first church we served, we had a children's minister who said, hey, this is our theme verse for the fall. Do you think you could write a song for this? And we're like, yeah, sure. So wrote a song, recorded it, and then kind of liked it. And it was kind of good. <laughs> we, should do, we should do this more often. Yeah. Like maybe. There's a lot more scripture. <laughs> so much um, material to work with. And so we started to do this at just at the churches we were serving. Um, and then uh, pretty quickly we realized this is something that might be great, not just within the walls of our church, but with other families outside of our church. And so about seven years ago, we kind of launched this as a, as a bigger thing. And, mm -hmm. and our mission is exactly the same, to help mm -hmm. God's word become a part of kids' lives and our families' lives. Absolutely. And y'all do that really well. I've said this to you before. Um, I'm privileged to be able to have hung out with them a few times. And this interview is actually going to determine whether or not they consider me friends. So it's a lot of pressure <laughs> on, on this. No pressure. No pressure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got Jess. Dave is the one I'm really working on. No. Um, no, but like what I've, what I really feel like is one of the things that I resonates with me, with me the most is you guys, I'll use the expression camp out in scripture mm -hmm. in a way that is unfortunately unique sometimes in music. Mm. You aren't afraid to, ex to present the full emotion of scripture. You aren't trying to make scripture passages cute that don't have to be cute. And I'm guess I'm curious was that always easy? Like, was that always like just your natural giftings or when you get, when you get, does it feel inauthentic when you tr like, do you go through those moments of like, Oh, I tried to make that cute. And that's actually not what God was saying. <laughs> that's a stump. I stumbled through that question, but I think, do you understand what I'm getting at? I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Well, I think just as musicians, we want to create music that we want to listen to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so going through those passages, going through those truths, um, how can we, um, artistically, create, you know, this piece of music that would actually make learning this, uh, easy, make it, you know, sometimes fun, sometimes poignant. Um, but I think that the, the, the gifts that, that God has given us as musicians has just fed into, you know, the heart and the passion of our ministry, which is to get God's word into the mm -hmm. hearts of kids and to their families. Mm -hmm. And I think what I love seeing in this, too, is this is happening during a time in the big C church mm -hmm. where it is becoming less and less about these little king, these little kingdoms and more and more about God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I view you guys as such key partners and really good guests if, uh, for you young broadcasters out there, um, because your ministry is so not only so aligned with like Awana's methodology, which is a nice added mm -hmm. benefit, right? But more importantly, aligned with where we see the direction that the church needs to go, which is right. raising this banner of child discipleship high as mm -hmm. the most important mission on the planet. Right. And I'm curious for you, Dave, like when you think about the fact that, you know, your music is reaching kids, like you're, you're making 
effectively, right? You're making music for kids, but you've told me like, you also need to make this music for parents, right? Mm -hmm. And I've told both of you this, right? Like I'm driving and I forget that I've dropped my kids off at school and I'm still listening to your guys' music, <laughs> right? Like how um, important is it when you're making this stuff that like that to me is family discipleship. You have discipled me in that moment because I am still, God is still using your stuff to speak to me. How um, intentional do you have to be with that kind of stuff? Like, walk us through that process. Well, as Jess said before, one of our criteria is we don't make music that we wouldn't listen to. <laughs> so that's just like number one bottom line. Um, and we also really believe that kids don't need to be dumbed down to. Right. Um, that right. was a big like. And, you know, when you listen to a lot of kids' music, you hear that dumbing down. You hear the mm -hmm. low budget. You hear the lack of intentionality. Um, and we never wanted to do that. We felt like if we're going to do something, and first of all, it's going to be all about scripture, we better give it the very best that we have. This is God's to word. Yeah. To whatever extent that he's given us something, you know, some kind of talent, we better give all of that in service of God's word. Um, and we have found that as we dig into God's word, this is the cool thing. All you have to do is just spend a little time there and God's going to do work in your heart, whether you're an adult or mm -hmm. you're a kid. Mm -hmm. So as we dig into God's word, trying to think about, okay, what comes next? What's the next song going to be? We're finding our own hearts changed. And so mm -hmm. we realize, and we've gotten stories from parents. I'll never forget getting an email from a guy who had used our music with with his kids and he had used the song more than conquerors which is based on romans 8 and all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us and he told a story about how he was driving home um, from having visited his father in the hospital who had cancer and he was just listening to that song on repeat. Wow. And why? It's, it's not because the song's a great song. It's because the promise is a great promise. Mm -hmm. Amen. And we mm -hmm. all need to hear that, like, more than we do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Amen. Well, I, and I love, that's a, a unique power that music has, right? No disrespect to podcasting, which is my main role, right? Like, that's not <laughs> something that words have. There is something that how God designed music. And you guys, as literal professionals of this, I'm curious, like, this is your ministry, right? And you guys have, are clearly so gifted in this, but you're also a family and you turn out, you've figured out a way to do this well, and you still like each other. And the way you talk about your kids, it seems like your kids like you guys, like you have figured out a way to balance this well, but you also, I think prevalent to this conversation, particularly what I'm curious about is you've also figured out a way to have your kids like the church. I think what at least a fear of mine coming up in not reading race in the church is how do I raise my kids to love the church without sort of overcorrecting, right? And how do you guys approach um, family discipleship when your job is literally family discipleship for other families? I think uh, one of the ways that we help our kids really love the church is by serving the mm -hmm. church, finding a place where their natural giftings um, can be uh, 
utilized. They can be trained up. Um, so our 12 year old is on the tech team. That's like really handy for you guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, this is going to come in really handy. I'm so glad. Yeah. We've got, we've got some other spots we need to cover. So we'll see what the other two end up, you know, having some gifts. It's like true family ministry. <laughs> That's right. Y'all going to get a job. That's what we're saying. Um, but he he loves it. He enjoys it. He mm-hmm. has mentors in his life that are train that, that are training him mm-hmm. on how to do it. And so he goes to church to serve. He feels like he has a purpose. There's a place for him there. And so I think that's how we are are helping our kids love the church is seeing that you're a part of this. Mm-hmm. You belong. You belong here, and you are the church. You're not the church of tomorrow. You're the church right now. And, mm-hmm. and giving them a place and a voice to utilize the gifts that God has given them right now, not yeah. waiting, yeah. but using it right now. Well, cause I think what's, you know, unique about this is that there's a, tons of people who are watching this who lead ministries with their spouse, right? The fact that your guys' ministry happens to be music that winds up going all over the country or, you know, that you guys travel for it is a little bit unique, but you guys wind up living this similar tension that the Mm -hmm. children's pastor in one particular community in one particular context, and you have figured out ways through many ups and downs and falling short along the way. And I love the idea that, you know, you find your 12 year old who I think is your oldest, if I remember correctly, that he has found that level that they have found that level of longing because the fact is your younger kids are going to see that. Yeah. And they're going to see, oh man, mom and dad need more on the tech crew. Like we're going to need to step up <laughs> now. So what I hope folks hear from this too, is like my kids are six and a half or mm-hmm. six and three quarters. Oh man, she's going to be mad at me. Six <laughs> and three quarters and three, right? And that fit my family deception of context looks different than mm-hmm. you with three girls right. and a little bit older, right. but having those tools in place, right. it doesn't matter the slight nuanced differences in our family. What matters is that the tools that are given you, we are entrusting you as the parent right. we, to do the work of discipling the kids. And we're asking you to be intentional and intentional yeah. may look different for your family than it does for my family, than it does for your family. And it That's, certainly looks different day to day, week to week, month to month. Absolutely. And Dave and Jess, you know, you guys as parents, like how do you manage your crazy schedules, the, that tension? Because I think what's particularly true is we love as parents, or, or at least I do, to sort of fire the shame cannon at ourselves of like, well, shoot, I screwed up discipleship today. Like, how do you manage to keep some level of consistency knowing that the practices behind that are going to change so often because of, you know, life? I think one of the biggest things for us has just been that we're going to keep trying. Mm -hmm. Like there is not going to be a perfect schedule. There's not going to be, you know, we're not going to check perfect attendance on the family devotion <laughs> chart, <laughs> but we are going to keep trying. Yes. Um, and it also, I think, comes down to a question of desire, mm. like even before being equipped and what an incredible resource to talk about is to do the equipping. But in your heart, there has to be that desire. Absolutely. That that's, that's the kind of family we want to be. We want to be built on the word of God. I can remember one time when our kids were a lot younger and I don't even remember what you had to do on that day, but Jess had something to do and I was going to be with the kids and I got it in my head. I'm going to take these kids to the Alamo. Mm. 
and for, for which a is, day trip. For a day trip. It's three hours away from where we live. Okay. Cool. And in the morning, I decided I'm taking these kids to the Alamo. Awesome. And so I took our three kids who were, I think, under six at the time. Perfect. Wow. All three Impressive. under six. On <laughs> a three-hour drive there, we were there for like an hour. We got back in the car, three-hour drive back. Not a joke. That actually happened. Now... <laughs> I just wanted like two hours. Like I just wanted like oh. a quiet house for two hours. Sure. It's like, we're going to the Alamo. Like, really now, in this. Why in the world would like I go to those lengths? Well, in some weird, strange way, inside my heart was this desire. I'm taking these kids to the Alamo. And I made and it I, happen. And I made it happen. I yeah. went to the ends of the earth practically <laughs> to make. Let me tell you, when we were sitting at Chili's on the way back, I was like, I regret this decision. Sure. But... <laughs> But I want I wanted to do it. And when you think about yeah. your life, think mm -hmm. about some of the crazy things that you have right. done because you wanted that, mm -hmm. right? And then what what a low level of effort it takes just to open the word of God with your mm -hmm. kids. And the question is, do you want that? Absolutely. And if you do, then just keep trying. Yeah. And I also think, and you and I have talked about this, just doing the thing. Right. Like we in especially in children's ministry, we love to create a plan on when we're going to put the thing into a spreadsheet so that we can have right. a spreadsheet lead to a calendar so that we can have a meeting about what team we're going to gather for the focus group about when that focus group is going to lead to a working group and a reminder on your phone and to have set the <laughs> reminder on your phone about when we can decide which part of scripture we can open. Right. And instead opening the word of God over dinner and being like, this passage looks cool. Let's talk about it. Right. And I think it's so critical for folks just to hear that humility, obviously in that ridiculously long list that I gave of just getting started mm -hmm. and knowing in all sincerity that there's folks like David Jess out there who have ministries who can help you, right? That mm -hmm. you are not actually in this alone. And that, you know, when Dave says like, you know, do you want that? I promise you, you wouldn't be paying attention. You wouldn't be engaged in this conversation. Even if you feel like you were sort of dragged here by like a pastor or something, <laughs> there is part of you here because you want this. God picked, God designed for you to be here. I firmly believe that. Otherwise I would be somewhere else. Right? So just, I, um, I can't strongly state enough that um, how much doorpost has impacted me personally, how much talk about has impacted me personally in my own family and my own kids. One of my favorite moments with my kids recently was watching um, my daughter turn um, a biblical story, in, uh, recreating it with her stuffed animals. And it was one of those things that clearly like the talk about resource was like, this will take like two minutes. And like 45 minutes later, like every stuffed animal was like every character. And I was like, I didn't realize that this story very sweet picture. involved 12 <laughs> uh, different people just in the background. But sure. Um, anyway, we're all parents here. And I think what's important for people to understand, too, is like we're talking about this. We have these resources. We have these ministries. But it's also important to acknowledge that like we screw this up. Oh, yes. All the time. Right. Yeah. We go to the Alamo and then have that moment at Chili's <laughs> all the time. Right. One of my favorite stories and keep in mind again, like my son set, you know, my daughter is almost seven. My son's three. So for me, one of those stories is, again, my wife who's a labor and delivery nurse. She's out of the house. I got my, my <laughs> I got my kids and I'm like, I am bathing these kids. <laughs> these kids are going to get clean. Okay. 
So my daughter, this is wonderful, like serene experience. I, we had a conversation about Jesus during this experience. Wow, yeah, Shauna knows where the story is going. <laughs> um, and I'm like, all right, bud, like let's hop in the tub. I put my son in the tub. We're having this, like, you know, it's, he's a very stereotypical boy. Like we're goofing off, we're having fun. Some of you are ahead of me. Shauna's already ahead of me. And all of a sudden I realized that we have a code brown situation. Oh. And oh, what it no. was this wonderful, like serene, like moment with my daughter. I'm, I'm sharing the, the gospel. Yeah, it was all like, of yeah. the sudden, like, <laughs> and then I have this like dumb, like husband moment of like, I don't know where any of the cleaning supplies are, <laughs> right? <laughs> So just think about that. If I'm willing to share a poop story, I hope some of you guys have some fail stories because like, I think it's also important. One of the ways to combat that like parent shame canon is being willing to, you know, publicly share, like do the opposite of what Instagram does. Mm -hmm. Be willing to be like, yeah, like family discipleship is the family that I want. I want my family to be built around that. And also my son pooped in the tub and then I had to go interview some people I don't want to, right? Like <laughs> both of those things are true. And whatever your version of that is, is also has to be true. I just think for some reason in parenting, we have this, maybe it is the Instagram worthy, mm. like it's got to be perfect or not, we're not going to do it. There's nothing else in life like that. Yep. Everything else in life, we get back up and we try again and we do it again. And for some reason, especially when it comes to teaching our kids God's word, we, we have this like perfect ideal moment. And so for us, it's in the bedroom, we gather everybody together and that's that's when it all falls apart. Like <laughs> the dog comes running in, the dog goes running out, the dog jumps on the bed that the dog's not allowed to be on. You know, like somebody needs to go to the bathroom. Somebody forgot their Bible. Somebody needs their crayon so they can color the coloring page. Sure. And you know, 20 minutes later, we're still not reading the Bible. <laughs> and, and usually by that point, I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah. I'm almost asleep. Sure. You know, where like yeah. Brian's trying to get everybody together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's not beautiful all yeah. the time. Yeah. It's regular life. Yeah. It's what parenting looks like in the everyday, except what you're talking about is God's word, mm -hmm. right? That's mm -hmm. the difference. But all the other stuff is still there. Like I, I typically share that, you know, several years ago when our kids were a little bit younger, like I've given a time out <laughs> during our family worship time. It's like, okay, that's enough. Go. <laughs> like, you come back later. You can't worship God right now. <laughs> Like, mama, yeah, mama is, mama needs a timeout is what's yeah. happening. And so, yeah, it's just, it's regular everyday life. And we all know what that looks like as parents. It's And they're seeing how we respond to that. I think yes. that's what's really, really important here is our kids are seeing how we're responding to that mm. and the level of importance that we're giving it and the level of intentionality. And do we keep going? Yes. Yep. Or do we quit? Yes. Yep. You know, we'd love to make sort of like new year's resolutions, right? Like we love to be like, all right. January 1st, I'm turning this ship around, right? Every day will be perfect. Uh, I have a pastor friend in Minnesota who loves to use the expression, charge the gates of hell with a squirt gun, right? <laughs> and which is probably not the right theologically uh, correct thing to say. But anyway, the, the reality is life is going to happen. And for all of you, I hope you check out talkaboutdiscipleship.com, not because it's a product that happens to be powered by a woman, but because family discipleship matters and I hope you check out doorpostsongs.com because mm -hmm. family discipleship matters. And I think often in children's ministry, we lose sight of the influence, the impact, and the longevity of what we do. Mm. I think we have a better sense of that as parents, often in the negative, right? Where we're often like, oh, that might screw my kid up for a long time, right? <laughs> I've ruined them. <laughs> yeah. 
But you, as a children's ministry leader, you have a similar level of influence. Earlier, we were talking about loving, caring adults. Mm -hmm. And every person who has a loving, caring adult, I don't care if you're 18 or 88, your Uh face lights up when you think about that person who uh, first introduced you to the gospel. And I love that about the church because there is no other institution or organization on the planet that has that kind of uh, relationship with people. As we come to a close, we have talked a lot about family discipleship. We've talked a lot about what parents are dealing with. There's a lot of parents right now who came into this conversation and are like, all right, I'm going to learn a lot about children's ministry. And now they're like, oh, right. I'm also a parent too. (laughs) Right. And there's, if they're anything like me, parenting is the, my greatest joy Mm -hmm. and the greatest source of insecurity. For sure. Right. What is, Lashana, I would love to start with you. Um, a word of encouragement, a way to sort of know that this matters, Mm -hmm. that they can do this, but to Dave's earlier point to do the thing, right. That we don't need to just talk, forgive the bad pun to talk about the thing. Like we can actually just lean in and do the thing. I, I think the biggest part of encouragement is that God has told us to do this, number one, and he's equipped us to do this. And so we are not being asked to do something that God has not prepared us to do. And when God asks us to disciple our children, he's not asking us for a certain plan. He's not asking for all the fancy reminders and and all the things that we think that we need. He's simply asking us to share about him. That's it. He's asking us to talk about these things. And that's, that's where the idea for talk about came from is be able to point everything back to him. And so just so thankful that you guys are here to chat with us. Thank you for being here. It was, it was lovely. Yeah. lovely. We loved it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Child discipleship is needed now like never before. We may look at the news and be tempted to despair. Fatigue and worry may feel like a constant weight around our hearts, especially as we consider all our children and grandchildren may face. Even in the U.S., we are experiencing unprecedented waves of aggressive secularism causing us to ask new questions about how to disciple our children in the digital age. But... We can be certain that Jesus is king and the truth of the Bible is still as reliable as ever and that child discipleship gives us great hope. Friends, while we might face unprecedented cultural challenges worldwide and kids are facing a faith crisis of unparalleled impact, from our vantage point, we see God at work. Like never before, we see and believe God is moving and inviting us to bring the gospel and discipleship to children around the globe in new and exciting ways. We want to invite you to prayerfully explore an investment in child discipleship through once-in-a-lifetime opportunities with Awana. Now is the time for us to increase our gospel impact together like never before. Donate today at awana.org slash like never before. So ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special treat for you. So uh, in one corner, we have Dave from Doorpost Songs. Um, And in the other corner, we have Marlon Washington from Awana. Come down here. 
You okay? <laughs> okay. I said battle for man, and I meant it. <laughs> okay. Well, then. That, okay. So we're gonna do both. Are we both gonna do the same verse? And yeah. Then, that's. Okay. Isn't that what that means? I don't, we're going to battle it out over the song? No, I'm, I don't know. We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> you, everybody, this is my fault because I asked Dave if you would do this. Yep. And you said yes. So, Marlon. I didn't know I was going to battle. Hey, I did not ask to battle. Yeah. Let's be so, Marlon, well, who's hosting this? Okay. So, Marlon, what's. <laughs> Marlon, what's the scripture reference? Okay. So, I, my, my favorite version is the New King James Version. Is that okay? Yes, because there's a lot of rules to this. That's like, yeah. This is like the, the home field advantage right here. You get well, to see, choose. Okay. The, That's what I'm saying. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Okay. No, I'm good. I'm good. You good with that? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. If it was good enough for Paul, it's good enough for me. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Hebrews 4, verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Ooh, it's a long one, too. Take me, take me to NIV. No, no, it's New King James stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's 416, right? 416. Let us then yeah. approach God's throne of grace with confidence so we may receive mercy and find grace to help us now, in time of need. Yeah. Now, Jess, you and I are doing color commentary here. So okay. Um, okay. as we do this, um, I, Marlon has a cool, calm confidence, but Dave has this experience, this look of like, yeah, if, if like you were betting on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's, that's true. I'm not even looking at the verse right now. Yeah. So oh, the um, wheels are turning. Yeah, and Marlon's got this like knee popping thing. I got, I'm concerned about it. Like yeah. I think like maybe he's easy got the money's going though. I mean, Ooh, Shauna, that's that's, 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 that's good. Shauna, your coach. I can't. Shauna refused. Thank the you. The coach. Yeah, the Marlon hired a good coach in the corner. <laughs> All right. Now I'm already out of my depth here. So um, should Marlon? Do you want to go first? Well, Dave said that he would do it. <laughs> well, so let's let's talk it through because this is we can talk How about, about flip a, like, yeah, and the, then we'll flip. A we coin. can talk about the process that right. what you would go through if you were trying to do this, like I if you were that. actually trying to make it happen. So, um, so the first thing that I do when I look at a verse like this is I look at are there any natural rhymes? You know, mm -hmm. okay. So you, this is it's a little bit of a puzzle because you're taking something that was not meant to be a song and trying to figure out. How could we make this a song? Right. Right. And so there's some things that that go into that. This it's not it can't just be um, completely linear. There has to be some kind of repetition so that yeah. it makes it easier for, for us to song. learn. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Are there any natural rhymes? Well, thankfully, Marlon, you have chosen one that has zero natural rhymes. So great job. That is what a battle is. <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta come come with it, you know. Yeah. So so and then we're gonna see if there's any piece of it that um, where the syllables kind of naturally fit together. Mm -hmm. um, so the very first thing, like I'm, I'm starting from the very beginning, um, I just kind of try to think about how do these words fit in a melodic form. Uh, and so the very first thing that I thought of um, was <laughs> Uh, so let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. And then we got to figure out how we're going to repeat that, right? I want to repeat that, not just do something new. This is going to be hard now because it's going to get clunky. That we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time. No, okay. So that's where it's starting to get challenged. 
and for so my process, yeah. Have you done this before, Mark? Oh, yes. Oh, well, I'm an improv singer. I am an improv singer, so I've done a lot of, uh, and I had to train myself to be an improv singer once they labeled me that. The, the troupe that Ross and I went to in college, they were like, you're our new improv singer. And I was like, what? And then I literally would sing walking to school, to class, anything. So I've just learned to make songs about anything now. Um, so yeah, this is, you know what, what's interesting is that I was gonna build a story around it, whereas you took, you were taking it letter for letter, and I was gonna like flush out like, well, sometimes you don't wanna go boldly to the throne of grace, so let's talk about those, <laughs> oh. like, what are those things that you don't wanna go boldly for? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, are you struggling with something that you don't like to share with people? Or, mm -hmm. you know, is there a pain that is so deep that you, think that you can't deal with it and God doesn't, or, you know, like, do you think that you can't get angry at God? Like, no, it told you to go boldly. So I was going to turn it into a story based off of it. Mm -hmm. So that's, and so we didn't even set those rules. I'm glad yeah. we, you're, you're doing a memory I'm melody. I'm doing a memory melody and here. And you're doing like the full length song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So my, what I'm thinking now is, so I've let, I've, I've done, let us then approach. Like, so I think that's going to be the little hook that I need to repeat. Yeah. So, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Yeah. That's the best I can That's do it. improv. That's, Let yeah. us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. That's a long it. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've known Marlon for a long time. And I've seen Marlon in a lot of crazy scenarios. <laughs> That's fair. But watching Marlon sing along to a memory melody <laughs> <laughs> is one of the coolest things <laughs> that Marlon forced upon you. Like, <laughs> I asked. No, 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 you did. I asked. No, but that you specific did. verse. Like oh, saying, that's yes. Really that's what it was. No rhymings. It's no rhyme. I just like the verse. Mm. No, I know you do. It's, it's a great verse. It is a great verse. You did a video for us on that verse too, didn't you? I think there was a talk about video. I did. I did. Yeah. I barely made it through that one. Yes. Yeah, you barely did. Um, all right. All right. So now I have to sing. I want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear what your song okay. version of this would be. Right. So remember that number one, nicely done. Like that. You should. I, should we make that the rule? Do I need to just? I would like to see a lyric more of a more of a strict description. A memory melody. More of a memory melody. Mem me okay, this is a memory melody match. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. I'm pretty sure You're this is one of those that. times when you're like, oh man, people are gonna think this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and people listening are gonna be like, what the are they what is doing? going on? The lamest people ever. All right, uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> yes, so, yes, you're right. <laughs> when I, this verse has changed my life, so uh, 
Okay, so I would probably have a little bit more of a gospel feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been, I know, it's weird. <laughs> my knees, my knees bouncing. Okay, so, um, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the judge decided that Jesus wins. The Child Discipleship Podcast is powered by Awana. Thanks to the donations of generous folks like you, Awana partners with 62,000 churches in 130 countries to make resilient disciples. When you give to Awana, you are investing in lasting faith. Young people who will engage the culture with the gospel and fearlessly lead the church into the future. To make a donation to this mission, go to awana.org donate. Subscribe to the podcast today so you never miss an episode and check out the show notes of today's episode for relevant links from this conversation, as well as information about other podcasts from Awana. The podcast is mixed, edited, and produced by Marlon Washington and hosted by me, Ross Cochran. Our theme song is Fresh Air by Christian hip-hop artist Josiah Williams and Hits by Jude. You also heard All Let Go, provided by Josiah Williams from his album Rerouting 2. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week.